0: Welcome to Ticket to Game Hench, the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band fish, as well as other fish-related topics from the community. You can grab a free chapter of the book at TicketToGameHench.com. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my good buddy, Dr. K. All right, here we go. Another episode. Episode 12 can't believe it already of uh, ticket to game the podcast where we discuss all things fish related but more specifically how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band fish the community is all abuzz everywhere i read everywhere i look everybody's talking about the beacon jams night one um so we were just chatting a little bit uh early reactions i mean great great but i guess first thing if you miss friday night uh, it sounds like the only way to really hear it is on the app, unless you're somewhat savvy, because it sounds like the videos aren't going to stay up, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, and so you didn't get to see any of it for the video, right?
1: It's not true. I, uh, I, saw, I saw the first, I saw the start of Blaze On. Okay. And, uh, and then my son really needed to turn up his uh, Stephen Shearer video. for like, It was only the 36th time that day. I think that's one of the reasons. I think that's one of the reasons my wife can is into fishnet because we've we've heard because you know kids have that habit of playing like the same thing like thirty thousand mm-hmm. times.
0: Mm-hmm. So just but but so do fish fans.
1: That's what I mean. So <laughs>
0: yeah, they're,
1: yeah. They're my wife, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I I think I saw the first. Uh, I want to say forty five minutes or so. Um, oh, it's nice. Yeah, and, 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 and again, I, I tuned out because it was Friday night and I had to work Saturday morning, assuming I'd be able to watch it uh, on Saturday or Sunday over the weekend, uh, assumed incorrectly. So I'm going to definitely have to adjust my Friday nights and plot out that time because from what I saw, I really enjoyed and I've since listened to the entire show. I assume you listened to it since then, right? Yep. Uh, <clears throat> early thoughts?
1: I, uh, I mean, listen, I'm so grateful. Like, It's, it's amazing that that, that this sure. is happening. Um, I, uh, I really like when Trey plays his own songs with his own band. I think it sounds incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really, it, it strikes me every time I hear tab because I listen to so much fish when I don't hear Mike and page and fishman, you Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, not that. And again, this is not a shot at, you know, Tony and the book playing with Trey, they're incredible, but Mm -hmm. like. Frig man like you're just like you're just blown away you're blown away by how awesome those guys are and uh yeah but yes man it's awesome
0: yeah really good i i think uh, it was really neat how they had the stage all set up with with the theater in the background they were playing to the back of the stage which i thought was really really neat it it sort of played tricks on me for a second like i like because at first i tuned in on my phone and i was like wait what
1: what's going on with this i i double i did a double take too
0: yeah um but yeah i mean it was evident from the 45 minutes that i saw that trey was loving it i mean you could see the joy coming out of him he was he's obviously right at right at home p- performing with other musicians um really really enjoying it really uh, seemed very flattered and, and uh, genuinely flattered with the comments and things that were coming through that he was calling out yeah. his uh the, you know the like amount of times that he went oh <laughs> you know when somebody was saying something nice about it um the uh, uh I want to talk about Stash in a second because that's cause that's one of the songs that really sticks out from that first show for me and um, makes me ask a lot of questions about the uh, uh, seven upcoming shows. Um but did you hear the story about about Stash that came through in the comments like guys going to bathroom? I've never been in that situation, but that's pretty funny. Um the other yeah, thing that
1: was the other thing that really the other thing that really stood out uh, was how much I loved I love hearing his stories, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's kind of, it's almost like the secret vault of like fish stuff that we've all like wanted to hear for so long. Right.
0: Sure. Yeah. I I love that stuff.
1: when he talks, I'm like, Oh man, I love this stuff.
0: Yeah, it'd be great if they could do like a one-off VH1 story storytellers with Trey to come back and do that stuff, right? That, you know, that's one of the r- early things that attracted me to Dave Matthews was his ability to tell some stories. More specifically, in the acoustic shows with uh, Tim Reynolds, but adding a bit of a different element to it. Um, one thing that really kind of messed me up—not messed me up, but I guess the sound quality was great. Like you could hear a mouse fart in that in that theater. Um, you could hear the rattling of the snare. It was so, it was so quiet, and it was so strange. When a song would end, it was just silence. I know. We're so, we're so conditioned and trained to hear the crowd and to, you know, hear that, hear that stuff. For it to be, you know, you, you know, it's a studio recording, and there's going to be silence. But when it's a live recording and it's silence, it's a bit weird. It, it kind of reminded me of when I listened to the Dead '72 uh, Europe stuff, right? Because it was really sound just soundboards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the songs were really, really good, um, and a nice little variety in there too. Really surprised to hear In Law In Law Josie Wales, um, which lovely song, right? Yeah, that's, and that's that and that and that played at the show we were at in 2000. Um, and I remember, uh, I don't know if you would remember this, but I remember that show in 2000 when In Law Josie Wales was being played. You turned to me, and you said, "I can't believe how good this sounds right now." Do you remember that? Maybe not. No, no, no.
1: Um, yeah. But I don't remember that specific moment, no.
0: Yeah. Um, I'd have to look up to see the last time that that song was played, but it's only been played a handful of times. And uh, yeah, I thought it sounded really, really good. Um, but honestly, I think I came out of uh, listening to that show and watching part of it with more questions than anything. Like, where, what did the next seven look like? Um, we didn't know, or I didn't know anyway, going into it, if he was going to be alone, if he was going to have players with him, what that was going to look like. So obviously that got answered and, and it wasn't the full full tab right it was only um him and the four other guys right they were missing a few a few members but um i don't know i mean it begs the question could we and reading a lot of the comments could we see fish in this capacity Trace trade said no that's not what he sees but if you read comments online what people are talking about that's what everybody wants and i think that's what it made me want even more you know i would take that above nothing you know and so i wonder if that's possible what it's you
1: funny you read right oh if, you know so and so they're in new york city you know spottings yeah yeah
0: new york city yeah 15 million people <laughs> come on um yeah what do you think the likelihood is that we'll see uh either some members of fish or full-on fish show in the next few weeks with these
1: i think the again this is right now i think the likelihood that we're going to see members of fish is high mm-hmm. i think I am going to be absolute with my last answer and say we are not going to see a fish show. Not yet. Not yet. I'm not, you know, maybe for Halloween. you know No, actually, he's going to be there for Halloween. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, they're playing
0: for uh, Friday the 30th. Um, So somebody online that said, like, uh, uh, on 1030, at 1030, fish is going to come out and play a Halloween set. But I don't know. Nothing would be better. But, uh, again.
1: You know what I would do? If I was them, what I would do, is I would dress up the performers and I would open with a fish song and then I would unmask them to see that it is not fish.
0: I see. Mm. Yeah. You'd be able to tell before they took the mask off just by hearing the song though. That surprise me be ruined pretty quick, I would think, right? They're yeah, so and distinct. Markella,
1: and... Like Tony Markella sits in a chair and looks mm-hmm. nothing body composition wise like Mike Gordon, right? So.
0: Right, yeah, and it's really, really tough to hide Mandy Patinkin in there too. I mean, it's like doppelganger, right? <laughs> it looks just like Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, I'm trying to think. If there's anything else to call out from? But yeah, it sounded it sounded really, really good. Um, thought the song uh, song was the song list rather was really, really good. Five five tracks from Lonely Trip. Um, nice to hear those oh, sort of explored. I did want to say
1: something because one of the yep. things that I, I find amazing. This is the other thing that stuck the, the thing that stood out in my mind was how much I missed the boys, how grateful I was that this was happening, how much I yep. missed the boys, how happy Trey Anastasia was to play music live. Mm-hmm. And how oh, awesome already, you know, because one of the one of the one of the the things that people were talking shit about the Lonely Trip album was, Oh, none of these songs are gonna translate well live.
0: Right, right, right. Come
1: on, man. They sounded awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah, they sounded really, really good. Amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, really, really good. So yeah, I I mean, if anything, I think I'm just more excited about what's to come. I like the little deviation on stash, uh, the nice little sort of, it felt like I was in like a hotel lounge bar or something while that was being played, you know, very, very different vibe. Um, And I'm curious to see if they'll, uh, you know, change it up with some other tunes over the next few weeks. So Friday night, uh, I'm on vacation starting Saturday. So I'll be staying up late Friday night and watching this show, which I'm excited about. And um, yeah, hopefully hopefully more surprises and hopefully a, a good uh, mix in the set list. You know, I, I don't know how many repeats we're going to see or how much he's going to be pushing the lonely trip, but hey, it's all it, it's all better than nothing.
1: So when he when Trey posted about, hey, what do y'all want to hear? Yeah. I was on the ground laughing. Somebody requested wet ass pussy. But- <laughs> Uh, by uh (laughs) that's what lap stands for (laughs) you didn't know that well we were talking about last week and again
0: i'm not uh i wasn't really going to do any extra work and look into that song at all but we (laughs) were you were you probably i think you brought it up and i imagine
1: imagine that bus getting busted out
0: yeah be amazing full of just about anything you never know um cool so i want to i want to shift gears a little bit and i wrote down for this topic this is the best part so um sort of inspired by my two-year-old. So my two-year-old Charlie, is a female Charlie, her name's Charlotte. Uh, she's gonna be at fish shows with us. Like she 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 loves music. She jumps around and she gets into it. And she was watching this video on YouTube the other day, uh, and one of her favorite movies is the Trolls sequel, Trolls World World Tour.
1: Really and she's right.
0: watching this, yeah, and she's and and she's watching the video of the end song where uh, uh, the song, I think, is called Sing. And she's watching it and she's watching it. She turns to me and she goes, Daddy, watch this part. And I come over and it's all it was. And she's looking at me and looking at me back and forth. And when the part happened, it was this little like guitar solo that Queen Barb does. And she was all excited about it. And I was like, oh, wow, like it got it got me thinking about how and we've kind of touched on this in the past, about the anticipation within the music how I've traditionally listened to music and what songs kind of become my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. So um, the first song I can think of that this happened in my life, it's not a Fish song, because uh, I would have been 12, I think, when it got popular again, is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. So when Wayne's World was a big deal, that that was the big um, single. And I remember um, getting through that song, when would play on, on much music, dealing with the first part of the song to get to the what i would call the fun part i see a little skip you know that part and that was the only part of the song that i really really liked was that funny goofy part that was sort of made even more famous by Waynesboro. world but then over time listening to that song more you really come to appreciate the other parts of the song and you appreciate the anticipation and the build up to those to that to that part that you really really like and i figured that that's how i really sort of Listen to music over the last twenty years is I don't necessarily fall in love with the entire song. I like a part of it. I wait for that part to come, and then I learn to love the rest of it to get to that main part of the song. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I like I don't know. I just I just thought that it was interesting how she was already queuing in on a little on a little part of the song that she loved. She's willing to get through it, and I'm thinking of dozens of songs that are like that for me. In the very first fish song that I'd ever heard was was yem in your in your car and you specifically pointed out that boy man god shit part you know and it's it's uh i think i've come to really appreciate um the buildup that goes into those types of songs another one that comes up that i played the other day and my girls went nuts for it was um lcd sound systems uh dance yourself clean yep do you know that song Yeah. Um, And when it gets going and it's it's one of those songs was on in the background. I heard the part that really kicks in and the more the, the techno peak gets going and I loved it. But then subsequently when I play back and play that song more and more, I would love the build up and love the intro to get to that point to really kind of set it off and get you to that, to that, to that peak. You know what I mean?
1: Are you at the point now where you just listen to music because you enjoy it like it's it's interesting mm-hmm. right like you're right I, I mean i think that i think that exists with everything right like mm-hmm. you can't um i i, I don't know what, what i'm trying to say but yeah i think that's the way everyone listens to music i think there's certain parts you're like oh man i can't wait to hear this part this is so good right um, but then you just get to the point where you're like i'm just gonna listen because this is awesome. like you're just happy listening yeah,
0: yeah yeah, I would say so for the most part. I mean, there's obviously the odd thing that comes on or the music playlists they play at my store that oh, can be really annoying because you hear the same songs every day. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I I think over the past little little while, I've just been more in for the ride. and I think and I think fish has sort of done that for me.
1: Because um, now when I, I think fish taught me how to listen to music because like mm-hmm. like like I said before, I listened to an absurd amount of music. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very varied and, and different. And I just listen. Like, mm-hmm. I just listen. I'm not listening for certain parts. I'm not trying to, like, create this emotional payoff. The emotional payoff is just listening to the music and being able to experience another human who's trying to communicate with me.
0: Right. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking last week, or at least I was talking about some of, some of the differences between Dave and Fish live. Um, and I think I kind I was thinking about that a lot over the past week. And I think listening to Dave live is almost like watching episodes of your favorite TV show. You've seen it before, you know, the good parts, you know, it's coming. They're your favorites. You still enjoy it. Even though, you know, it's live, it's predictable, predictable about what's going to happen. Versus I think listening to live fish, especially when you get into 2.0 jams, it's more like watching a movie by your favorite director for the first time, you know, you're going to like it, you know, it's going to be good, but you don't know where the story is necessarily going to go yet. You're comfortable within that scope. Um,
1: oh, dude, I it's, found, even, it's It's even more powerful than that. I agree with that analogy, but with fish, you're kind of partaking in the creative experience, right? Because they're, kind of, you know, like your energy and how you show up, like influences what they're going to play and what they're going to do and how they feel. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like when you think about it, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, how, how, um,
0: how set are the set lists to your knowledge? Like obviously it, they seem to have the ability to just pick up and go into whatever, but I would imagine going into a show, there's a few songs that they know they're going to play that they rehearsed thinking of like your fluff heads and your longer tunes that maybe they would need to sort of tune up before, but how free flowing is it really, do you think?
1: So, I mean, I think very, to be honest. I mean, I think when they're rehearsing, um, you know, they probably go through some songs that they're probably thinking about. Like, I mean, I'm just going based on what I've heard Trey say, right? So he, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's interesting, I saw an older video, um, you know, where he was, I think where he was talking about somebody, Somebody asked him what he regretted and he regretted that people were showing up because fish has this reputation of being a good time and they're not coming to listen to the music. Mm. And he was like, once upon a time, you know, like we would end the show and then we would rehearse after. And like I would go back to my hotel room and I would like start writing out like charts for the next show. Like it was like an obsession. Right. So, I mean, I, I honestly think that the level of practice that's gone into this band, we don't even understand. I agree. Like as a collective band. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think they have, I think they have a general idea of, of certain songs that are gonna show up on tour. I bet you some of them don't, but they're mm-hmm. always person prepared. Like, like you said, like Fluffhead, Like that's a complicated song, there's a lot of parts. And if you haven't played Fluffhead in like, five or six years, you're probably going to have to practice it once or twice just so you can remember all the parts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good example. I know on, um, I forget what show, but the famous show where Mike said no, because the, the crowd was chanting for Fluffhead, and Mike actually said yes. Uh, he wanted to play it, but it's a really, really complicated song. Um, he was willing to go through it, but obviously Trey didn't want to that night. So, yeah, I, again, I, you know, questions that I always have that I don't know if we'll ever get the answer to. It's uh, kind of like what we were saying about the little story storytelling. It's like a peek behind the curtain a little bit. The, well, they're very good at giving us a taste, but not, but not the full scoop.
1: It's well, also fun to debate about right? It's also yeah. fun to talk about, right? Like one of the things that makes formula one interesting is I'm going to be like, Hey, do you think that if Verstappen and Hamilton had an equal car and raced a hundred times, right? Like it's fun to debate. It's fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right? They don't I want, agree. they don't want us to know because they yeah. kind of takes the magic out of it. Right. I also know a hundred percent that there's been times when the songs haven't been prepped and Trey's like, all right, here we go.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, um, in fact, the Ruby Waves that uh, you know, you know, big famous thirty-eight minute Ruby Waves wasn't wasn't planned. He just started playing it. Or even when they played Ruby Waves at the show we went to in Toronto it was the first time they had played it, and they were going. And the other guys were like, "What?" <laughs> Fish and training was happening, but Mike and Paige had to kind of jump in and figure it out. And you know, it really really lends credit to how skilled they are to be able to do that.
1: Not just that, like the the trust you know that they have in 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 one another, and 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 how important the energy of the show is, right? Because Trey's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna risk flubbing one because mm-hmm. th- it calls for this right now." Yeah, that's called. Yeah, you the know,
0: yeah, you remind me of a little scene in Bittersweet Motel when he's on the phone and he's talking to somebody, Trey, and I forget who it was, but they you know they missed a change, but but like the night prior and he goes oh, oh why he's pissed why because we missed a change he's like oh such an idiot he goes i don't care the crowd was jamming they were loving it you know it for him that he goes i could not give two shits if we missed 10 changes you know the crowd was into it we we're loving it and that's what it's all about so dude
1: and, that, um, and there is and there's so much wisdom there right there right mm-hmm. it's you can see what the most important thing is for them it's the song and it's the energy and that everyone's having a good time yeah yeah. right not the, not the not the technicality of it not the fact that not to say that those things are important i mean just listen to the music they're obviously super technical but mm-hmm. that that that's secondary you know
0: yeah yeah agreed um and speaking of having fun, so we'll shift gears again a little bit. It's now mid-October. Canadian Thanksgiving is behind us, so we look ahead to Halloween. Uh, P.S., by the way, I couldn't really find a ton of information as to why Canadian Thanksgiving is a month earlier or a month and a half earlier than the American Thanksgiving, other than it was just declared in 1957 to celebrate the harvest and maybe weather had something to do with it. We're in Canada. Late November is just way too cold for Thanksgiving, perhaps. Probably
1: the same rule book that somebody wrote with, that says our football should have three downs – a yard off the ball this ridiculous balloon for a ball 110 yards long what are we 65 yards wide or we're running something crazy a nine pattern. we got first and goal on the one we're running a nine pattern because you got 12,
0: 12, 12 guys on the field you can score a point for missing a field goal yeah for those of you that don't know anything about Canadian football that no American look it up it's a bit of a wild wild thing um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Halloween costumes and the Halloween shows I'm gonna I'm gonna put a top three out there uh so i've got them all listed here every single halloween costume that's been done do you know how many fish has done no you had to guess guess uh 15. 10. 10. four four and 1.0 none in 2.0 uh and six since 3.0 um so let's see how well you know them here first one 1994 you know it? no beatles white album oh the covers covers yeah 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 sorry what were you thinking i was thinking because they call them the God, halloween costume dressed up yeah okay gotcha so we're talking the halloween show okay. halloween set so, the first 194
1: and yep. then it was uh and then it was quadrophenia yep in 95 and what year yep. was the next one remind me 96. We 96 three in a row okay 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 that was was that the talking heads you
0: got it talking heads remain in light yeah and then they skipped a year 97 didn't have one 98 did
1: 98 was uh... Uh... they say this band uh,
0: inspired uh, a generation of bands. Thousands of bands came out of this band that they weren't necessarily. It uh, it was
1: the Velvet Underground.
0: You got it. Velvet Underground's loaded. So those are the four. So the Beatles uh, and the Who were done by uh, vote by fans right through the mailing list. Um, They were given, you know, they didn't say that they would play the top pick show but they would choose from some of the Top topic shows so that's what they did for the beatles and the who the talking heads they decided to do it on their own they didn't vote they just kind of went and did it because that's what they wanted to do um <laughs> shorter album shorter songs spent more time on it and the quality of the show was better to those uh, who have attended you,
1: uh, as an aside i'm sure you've heard those three albums have you listened to that talk do you listen to the talking heads not no not so much it's quite an album man Okay, I'll check it out. Maybe it's I'll listen
0: to it to listen to, yeah on the way home tonight. Because um, actually where I am in my live listening. I'm catching up through 2009. I'm on October 31st, 2009. I just finished the okay. first set. So on my way home tonight from work, I'll be listening to 2009's. Do you know which album they did in
1: 2009? Uh, that's XL and Main Street, correct?
0: You got it, Rolling yeah. Stones. 2010. Uh, it's a bit more obscure, this one.
1: This is where it starts to get fuzzy.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> think it does for a lot of fans. Uh, 2010 was Little Feet's Waiting for Columbus.
1: Okay, because this was like my dark period now, right? This is where, like... I was off the train. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2013... Wasn't I wasn't fully off. I just wasn't paying attention as much as I should have been.
0: Gotcha. 2013 marked a pretty big departure, and that's when they did Wingsuit, which a lot of those songs later became Fuego. So they did a costume of themselves set right. set, as, set as Future Fish. Um I pulled a little article about these shows and I liked what they had said about Wing Soup. After taking a few years off from Halloween shows in 2013, Fish returned with a huge surprise. While the band returned to Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City for the show, the band chose to cover their future selves for the evening. Eschewing the traditional cover of a classic rock album, Fish performed a full set of material that they were about to record in the studio. What resulted was a full set of brand new material, much of which went in what went on to be included on their 2014 album Fuego. Uh, 2013's Halloween set was well played, but many in the audience were let down by Fish's unexpected decision to change up their tradition. Love it or hate it, the wingsuit set signaled a shift in Fish's musical direction, choosing to focus more on original uh, material and less on incorporating covers into their shows. In fact, many fans took their choice to cover themselves as a sign that the musical costume was being put to bed by the band entirely. The highlight of the night was easily the funky wombat uh, which featured a slew of dancers and a totally random guest appearance by the, uh, inimitable Abe Bogota, who was dressed like a wombat for Halloween, because of course, um, yeah, so definitely a switch there. And that's where it kind of got foggy for me. 20, 2014, the year after, do you know what they did?
1: Yeah, it was, uh, 2014. Was that the haunted house? Yeah. The chilling, thrilling
0: sounds of the haunted house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're you you have a pet cat with that female voice that comes in uh really really unique there and then 2016 bowies the rise David and fall of Z. yeah yeah, yeah. and then and then 2018 uh one of my favorites i rock by kasmat box so 10 of them pretty so pretty incredible what would you put as your top three of those uh, 10
1: right there okay that's a really good question so my favorite one is the White Album because I just came out and like, that was just awesome, right? Because I, I, I was unaware that it was up to a vote at that time, right? Mm-hmm. So like you hear this and you're like, what? And I love the Beatles, yeah. right? So I would have to put the Beatles. I love uh, I love Bowie, so I'd have to put Bowie up there. And I'd have to put uh, Kazvot. actually, I'd put Kazvot boxed. Mm-hmm. At the bottom, my least favorite, if I had to rank, them you're not asking, but if I had to do the the least favorite one, I don't know, man. I didn't love, I love some of the songs now, but the Halloween one was not my favorite one.
0: The the uh, chilling, thrilling sounds of the haunted house. Yeah, there's now, some good tunes on there, but overall, top to bottom.
1: percent. Yeah, but here's the thing, like, to say, to be as strong and to say that, like, I'm disappointed because Fish is coming at me with new material is a... Yeah that's way overstated like I expect it from the band right and kind of going to, like what to, to tie some themes together like I just like listening to the music like it can all be new now I'm having a good time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you
0: know yeah so number one yeah for sure so number one Beatles number two you said was Bowie for me yeah and then number three was which again Ma- yeah okay okay you I would say
1: um, my number one. I'll, I'll, I'll change my mind when you put the question up. I'll, it'll be different. I'll, I'll, I'll. <laughs> That's fair. Cool. I would say my
0: number one would be The Who. I yep. love The Who. Love, love, love The Who. Um, number two, Kazvot boxed. I'm just, I'm so impressed by the scale of that, that, you oh, know, coming out of August that didn't exist. And then by October 31st, a Paul finished album.
1: And some, of those, some of those songs are some of my favorite songs right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, really, really good and fun too, right? Like a really upbeat, fun, fun, awesome. fun album. Awesome. And then number three, I, I think I think I'm gonna go with the Stones. I love yep. Exile on, on Main Street. That's a good one. I mean, it's tough because it's it's there's some really really good stuff there. Really really good. So I'm really hoping for something uh, this year. Hoping, not uh expecting, but really really hoping. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, uh, that I, you, you probably don't remember but on the way to go see dave matthews in buffalo mm-hmm. uh, you played a lot of who like Rochelle and yeah. i were in the proxy we listened to the who a lot
0: yeah yeah and yeah. i was it was uh
1: good that go was ahead. a band that i haven't you know i i they're not I, I i respect the who it's just not something that's my first choice to listen to
0: Yeah, fair enough. I I don't go back to them all that often. But when I do hear a Who song, I I love it. Like I get excited. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by that band. I'm fascinated by that whole era. I mean, think about like the Who and the Stones and the Beatles happening at the same time, competing against one another. In a very healthy way, those three bands, I don't think a lot of people really, maybe they do, but uh, they really pushed each other to newer, to newer heights. Like they were, they were really trying to outdo one another with different techniques and different things. And I think it made all three of those bands that much better. I mean, if they were going it alone, they might not have had that drive and that spirit of competition that they actually ended up having. Um, You know, and yeah, it's uh, pretty incredible when you think of the music that came out of that time and how much it changed things and how little has changed in rock since you know it's uh i think it's really really evident so
1: i mean do we do we want to open up the rock is dead can of worms right now are we going to save that for like
0: (laughs) well you you've actually hinted at it a couple times i think a couple of episodes ago you you essentially said there's really not much that's coming out that's new right what people that are into rock now are getting into stuff that you and i have been listening to our whole lives or even since before we were around so um yeah, there's not a lot. You talked about Greta Van Fleet last week, as a matter of fact, in that vein. You know, it's just, it's good. It's fun, but it's unoriginal. It's not going to take you to a new place, you know. In, I agree. Uh, I
1: mean, if, we, if we beat it over the head, we don't have to beat it over the head more, so.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty much everything that I had this week. Just been a pretty pretty interesting week. Just thinking about how I've been listening to songs and thinking about those moments, those build-up moments, and, and how everything around those moments is what I've come to appreciate. You know, I've come to appreciate the journey rather than the destination you know and uh yeah there's um yeah it was just sort of so funny to see my two-year-old kind of doing the same thing with the song that she like she had her favorite part she called it out she was anticipating she was waiting for my reaction to hear that part with her i was like okay all right this is what it's all about i guess this is how we all do it so um yeah excited for friday we'll see we'll see what happens
1: i what do you think for friday Do you get any, like any surprises
0: I'm hoping for a completely different set list like I'm hoping I don't want to hear any repeats if we do we do um, you know with the new album who knows what that'll go uh, uh, or or what it'll go like I I wouldn't mind a slightly separate or slightly different um, cast of characters some different some different players with them um, I don't know I uh, I kind of don't know how to answer I just want it to be a little bit different yet the same um, and just some and just some different songs um, Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm going into these with low expectations and anything above that that happens, I'll be happy with. Again, it's new music. It's something different to to listen to. It makes my appreciation for fish grow. It makes my hunger to hear more new fish that much, that much more. Um, makes me miss them a lot, to be honest. So, uh, But it's all good.
1: So remember um, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, something just popped in my mind. We are talking about like, What's your favorite era and like the songs written in that era? Right? Like, like 3, by, 3, by 3, fish or just right? okay. like one point and like three songs. For some reason, I forget that Kazvot Vox, by the way, there's somebody, there's a bus stop right outside of my office. All I can mm-hmm. see is butt crack right now. It's amazing. Some guys say Dan Ackroyd. <laughs> it, uh, it for whatever reason doesn't feel like Kazvot Vox is fish. Right, it actually feels like a different band wrote those songs, but those are technically Fish three point songs.
0: Yeah, and that's the intent. I mean, it's it's um, it's crazy that they have the ability to go and do that. I mean, uh, other bands have done something similar, even other artists have done a complete departure. Good. Um, I don't know if you would remember this in the mid nineties when Garth Brooks did an album as a character called Chris Gaines. No. So he, this was like a big thing that flopped. He was at, he was at the height of his career and he, and he wrote this album, um, a different kind of uh, song, almost like an emo rock kind of thing. And he created this character called Chris Gaines and he had like long, like hair, bangs kind of covering his eyes, very um, emo looking for lack of a better term. Uh, And it came out and it kind of flopped, like it really, really backfired on him.
1: Garth Brooks must've confused musicianship with what a modern country audience is looking for which is entertainment
0: big time they didn't they did not know how to handle that album and I'm sure there's some good songs on there he's an incredible songwriter of course but it just wasn't well received versus something like this I think maybe that's a difference uh, from fish's fans is they're a lot more open-minded about the types of music that they're gonna hear because you go to a fish show you hear everything you hear a little bit of everything um, yeah I love it <laughs> i love that it's
1: album a good audience right like it's it's trained yeah. like that right like this is the difference between entertainment this is like going to see barry manilow in vegas mm-hmm. you know and then barry comes out and like does you know plays a ramones album and like does punk <laughs> rock people are going to be pissed <laughs> that would be amazing right?
0: barry manilow playing the ramones good example yeah it's it's very opposite but um yeah, the whole the whole Cosmot Vox thing. The fact that Curveball got got canceled, they wanted to do something, and that turned into Cosmot Vox, right? They wanted to make up for the lack of the festival that year, um, which, for which it to come is, together.
1: Which is disappointing when people are disappointed by Wingsuit. Like, I'm not going to lie and and pretend like when I first heard it, Fuego was my like favorite album. But the right. songs are awesome. They're they're I like them now.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Um. You know, and time and time keeps changing that stuff, right? The more you hear those songs, the more they play them live, the more you create the experiences that go along with it, the better they're going to get. They're going to grow why, with age.
1: That's why I think it's so important that, you know, already songs that I thought were okay when I heard them on Trey's album, I'm like, oh yeah, this song's awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah it's yeah, happening, sure. you
1: know? You're like, yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: I wonder if we'll see any covers. And again, all questions to be answered on. I'm sure we'll be talking about uh,
1: night well, two, I'm, week two. I'm, I'm calling the surprise this week is going to be new material.
0: Mm, some yeah. new songs, huh? How many?
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. If he plays one, I'm, I you know. <laughs> there you go. Let's not pretend like the solo album was the only thing that Trey Anastasia was doing quarantine, home alone for six months.
0: Of course, of course.
1: Yeah. Guy is a machine, man. He's like the Stephen yeah. King of music.
0: Yeah. So so prolific. I um again we talked about that, that that my my brain when it comes to that stuff doesn't really work that way we disagree but just the amount of music that just seems to be able to you're pour untrained. out of them
1: you are untrained you're right? untrained. Right. you need to start writing music if you start writing music if you listen if you're okay with doing something really shitty but you're going to do it every day eventually mm. you become less shitty at it that's all i'm saying you, you know you, you know, know what you just you look at, sorry to interrupt, but you like, you look at him and you're like, fuck, that's prolific. He's been writing a song a day since he was probably 11 years old.
0: Right. And you're reminding me of Jerry Seinfeld's technique. He writes every day. He sits down and writes every day. And he openly says, most of it's shit. Like most of it doesn't come out to come to be anything. But if he gets five seconds that he can turn into a bit and turn into idea, then it's worth it. But it's cathartic for him to sit down and pour it all out and write it because that's that that's part of his process. Like, you know, the construction guys, they get up, they go to work every day with their lunch pails. These guys got to do their own version of that. They got to put I, in all the time.
1: That's why I found uh, Tomo Fuchita, my guitar teachers, uh, his, his analysis of it so instructive, yeah. right? Because in a way, Trey was just repeating all of like the plethora of music that he's listened to up at that point. It was almost like mm-hmm. a tribute to like everyone right. that inspired him, but like mixed his own way.
0: Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible stuff. So, all right, so you say new music, I say, I say some different guests, some special guests, or somebody, somebody different in there. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll both be right. We'll see. That's Um, why my
1: fingers are crossed, both right.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll change up the look of the theater, some different lighting, who knows. But, uh, either way, yeah, you know, to be living in a time where we can watch that and they can still play, and, um, you know, Twitch stream was good, it was all good. So,
1: well, i'm glad you figured out the
0: twitches yeah yeah i got i got the twitches on there i couldn't get the chat to go away like the chat yeah, was just I don't,
1: like, I don't like that either
0: yeah i don't think you can get it to go at least not on the phone i'll have to try it on my apple tv and see if that's any better but man. Uh, yeah yeah i guess that's part of the experience right so yeah good stuff we're looking forward to this friday looking forward to chatting with you next week and i think that's all we have yeah all right nice. buddy thanks thanks for listening everybody You've been listening to Ticket to Gamehenge. In addition to wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and of course, tickettogamehenge.com, where you can grab a free chapter of the book, How to Get Your Friends Into Fish. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.